Welcome to the weekly update, where we go in-depth with a particular topic. Joining me today is Workplace Relations Consultant, Clinton Tamelden. Welcome, Clinton. Thank you, Dan. So, Clinton, uh, you've done this before, quite recently. Um, you know the, the rules. Uh, would you like to show us what the clue is? Absolutely. It's empty. It's not. The clue's just over there. So that pile of folders are all the folders from the compendium dispute and the savings dispute for medical specialists. Ish. So based off that clue, what would you say is the topic for today's podcast? I'd say it's the compendium dispute. Close. It's actually medical specialists. Um, so today is part two of a two-part podcast, a continuation from last week, which in itself probably could have been a clue for you, <laughs> where we discuss the commencement of the review stage for the doctors in training agreement. Um, and today we're discussing the medical specialist agreement. Uh, before we start, we may have some viewers or listeners that haven't watched or listened to part one. Could you maybe provide a quick summary? Sure. So in addition to discussing uh, the key topics that formed part of the review for the doctors in training agreement, we provided a summary of what to expect during the review process, um, in particular the Victorian government wages policy and the enterprise bargaining framework. Those who joined us last week know this, so we'll go over it quickly, um, but I understand we've recently issued our first draft of the review tracker for both agreements. That's correct. So early last week, we issued the first draft of the review tracker uh, to the Dr. ZBA reference group and by email to the Victorian medical executive. Have you provided a deadline for feedback? So we haven't set a deadline for feedback. So as discussed last week, we want to give members sufficient time to review and provide their own feedback or suggestions between now and the end of the year. So we're expecting, we're not expecting members to provide feedback immediately. Correct. So we're not expecting feedback immediately. Um, as mentioned last week, with the current pandemic, um, we just want to give hospitals the opportunity to review this in their own time. Should members expect to receive a reminder later in the year? We will. So we'll regularly engage with uh, members on the specific deadlines and other opportunities to engage later this year. Okay, so let's move to the topic for today's podcast, being medical specialists. So for the topic of today's podcast, we'll provide a summary of key topics and we'll place them on screen for those that are watching. So uh, key topics such as clinical support time, continuing medical education, how years of experience applies to specialists, zero-hour contracts and casual doctors, annual leave, in particular the management of excess annual leave, the incorporation of the pre-2013 collective agreements and the finalisation of the savings review process, traditional fractional allocation arrangements versus part-time employment uh, and shift penalties, particularly the salary schedule. Um, as mentioned last week, naturally there are a number of matters outside the topics that we'll discuss today and those discussed last week, um, but these are the ones that have been the majority of discussion or subjects of discussion over the life of the current agreement and also prior to the current agreement. I recognise a the theme. A lot of these are the compendium dispute topics. That's correct. Much like the doctors and training agreement, would you say some of these matters are legacy issues from the 2013 agreement? Yes, and, and earlier to be quite honest. So the 2013 medical specialist agreement was the first enterprise agreement to cover this cohort as a, on a statewide basis. Um, previously, um, these employees were covered by single employer certified agreements and enterprise agreements with some overarching heads of agreements over the decades. Decades? Decades. Let's start with uh, clinical support time. 
So while we were able to achieve an agreed outcome with respect to clinical support time through the implementation guide and have it ratified by the Fair Work Commission by way of recommendation, um, there still remains many outstanding issues. Um, one of the most important outcomes that we'll seek to achieve through bargaining this round is clarification on what is meant by minimal hours in the public sector. Um, we do anticipate claims from AMA Victoria with respect to this item in particular, um, so we see that this will be a regular feature in bargaining. Great. Um, and the next one would be continuing medical education, uh, which was also a compendium dispute topic that was resolved by way of recommendation. That's correct. Um, however, in comparison to clinical support time, there appears to be less outstanding issues for, for a CME perspective. Um, however, what we anticipate in this post-COVID world, especially in the absence of a vaccine, is a reduction in international travel associated with CME. Um, this will put pressure on the claiming of non-travel items as doctors are likely to experience the pressure of use it or lose it. What would you say is a solution to this? So we'd like to see greater clarification on what non-travel items fall within the scope of CME-related expenses. Uh, we know of some recent examples where doctors are claiming items that haven't been claimed previously, um, and that's creating local disputation. Keeping with the theme of the compendium dispute, um, the topic of years of experience and how a doctor progresses through the salary structure is an outstanding item within the compendium dispute. That's correct. Um, we've made attempts to resolve this dispute and we remain apart with AMA Victoria as to how to resolve the issue. Um, our last offer um, sought to provide and recognise periods of unpaid parental leave and unpaid family violence leave as contributing to a specialist's progression through the years of experience or through the salary structure. Um, but we provided that on the basis that there ought to be no retrospectivity. Um, this was rejected by AMA Victoria and no alternative proposal has been provided as yet. We've identified this as an item of review. Do you see scope for the issues to be resolved during bargaining? We do, um, but a traditional approach akin to nurses and midwives, such as a certain amount of hours per week must be worked on average to progress to the next year, um, would be difficult for medical specialists, in particular having regard to fractional doctors. What have we identified within the review tracker? So we've identified the need for a clear and transparent years of experience and also a progression clause that reduces the likelihood of disputation um, in the agreement. Um, naturally, if we land on an agreed resolution um, prior to bargaining that's ratified by the Fair Work Commission by way of recommendation, we'll re-examine the review tracker. Our final item for them from the compendium dispute for today is the existence of zero-hour contracts and casual doctors. Yes, and, and look, I recall AMA Victoria telling us during the last round of bargaining um, that our proposed solution to their concerns on zero-hour contracts wouldn't work because there is no such thing as a casual medical specialist. Yet here we are. Yes, three years and a compendium dispute later and zero-hour contracts are still an issue and the question as to, an as to agreement coverage for a casual medical specialist is now up in the air. What have we suggested in the review tracker? There needs to be a casual mode of employment uh, and it needs to be inserted into the agreement. Um, yes, it'll be four years after we suggested it, but it'll resolve the issue of four-year contracts, sorry, uh, zero-hour contracts, and allow for the flexible engagement of doctors. What about annual leave? You've identified the management of excess annual leave as a particular item of interest. That's correct. Um, so the medical specialist agreement lacks a clause that addresses um, the management of excess annual leave, either through cashing out or through managing excessive leave accruals. Would you see it operating differently to say the same clauses in the Medical Practitioners Award? So I think the Medical Practitioners Award provides a relatively simple process for both the encashment of annual leave and also the management of excessive leave accruals. Um, I'd be happy to adopt identical terms. 
There's no real segue, but the next topic is the incorporation of the pre-2013 collective agreements and the finalization of the review process. I agree. And look, we're definitely skipping around. Um, this is a body of work that's long overdue. Um, our members would recall a mad rush in the late stages of bargaining last round to incorporate their saving schedules into the agreement. It's now been two and a half years, and while the work has progressed, uh, little has been done since October last year. Uh, and it's clear that these are, there are some key items that must be resolved in bargaining, um, not at the local level. What are the major issues that need to be resolved? So the primary question that remains in dispute is the application of the pre-2013 collective agreement to doctors who were never covered by them. Um, in addition, there are disputes with some saving schedules as to the calculation of rates of pay and allowances. Um, we don't expect these matters to be able to be resolved prior to bargaining. I know that out of the process of examining the pre-2013 collective agreements and developing draft saving schedules came a question about traditional fractional allocation arrangements uh, versus part-time employment. That's correct. And look, it's, it's pretty complex and we'd need a few podcasts and a few glasses of whiskey to properly explain it. Um, but in essence, the current fractional arrangements, such as the higher rates of pay and also progressive salary sale, uh, sorry, salary and classification scale, and were the result of the ministerial review of medical staffing in Victoria's public hospital system in June 1995, otherwise known as the Lochtenberg Report. Um, now, we've observed that the engagement of fractional doctors uh, under the Medical Specialist Agreement are now more of a traditional part-time arrangement in nature, not akin to the arrangements described in Lochtenberg. What have we identified in the review tracker? So we'd like to see the introduction of a genuine part-time arrangement for guaranteed hours of work, which are pro rata of the full-time rate. Um, but the retention of fractional arrangements with its existing structure for those contracts or engagements that are akin to the historical Lochtenberg outcome. Finally, you mentioned shift penalties, in particular the salary schedule. What have we identified in the review tracker for this topic? Yeah, so the Medical Specialist Agreement provides for shift penalty payments, uh, and the existing salary schedule should be amended to reflect the hourly penalty payment for work performed within that respective band. Um, the issue arose during the agreement approval process, and there was a Band-Aid fix applied, but we'd like to have it properly addressed to avoid any unnecessary disputation or confusion. We've skimmed over the key topics which are part of the broader review tracker for Medical Specialist Agreement. If health services haven't received a copy of the review tracker or have feedback about the review tracker, who should they contact? So we've posted the review tracker on the Doctors EBA reference group uh, Yammer page, and we've also provided it by email to the Victorian Medical Executive. Um, but if a member would like to join the Doctors EBA reference group or have feedback about the review tracker, they should get in touch with us via doctorseba at vhia.com.au or by telephone on 9861 4000. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Clinton. Thanks for joining me. No worries. 